Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, with joy and excitement in my spirit. I bring you today's episode of our ongoing, by the grace of God, daily fellowship with the Word. What a journey and a blessing it has been. And for many of you who have reached out, thank you so much for the feedbacks. Is They are very, very encouraging. And also, and to all those who have reached out to even give financially, thank you so much. We deeply, deeply do appreciate your help and support and love to the ministry. Sometimes we get notification of um, transfers to the church bank account, and I can tell who sent it so that at least we can acknowledge and send thanks. So if you did and we did not reach out to you, please, it's not because we ignored it, it's because I couldn't tell where it came from. So if you did and you, you don't mind, please, if you do, let me know that you are the one who did so that um, you know, we can reach out to you. I know it's not really that um, a, a, a challenge or a problem, but it's good that so that we know deeply so that we can also reach out and appreciate you. So thank you guys for everything. And those who are doing everything to send out the messages and to reach out and to follow up with other people, you are part of this. You are you are as important uh, in this equation, in this family, as any other person. We are all doing it in the ways that we have grace and opportunity. So let me also say thank you to you. Don't forget the kingdom of God arrives by the proclamation of the message of the kingdom. And just as the water covers the seas, the word Christ, the message about Christ, not the word about religion, not the teaching on culture, not the teaching on tradition, not on trending things. No, Christ, the message must cover the heart of men as the water covers the seas. And then the end of the age will come. The end of the age will come. Because men will see the reality of God and they will part. They will move over from the kingdom of man to the kingdom of God. When men realize their divinity, they stop being men. They stop acting like men. They stop behaving like men. They stop living like men. And they begin to live like God. Don't forget, that is our origin and that is also our destination. We came from God to be just like him. Nothing less, no less, no more, just like him. Praise God. And he has already acted that out in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, our eldest brother, the first from the dead, the first of many brothers and sisters to come. He has come to be our prototype, our prototokush, our example, our model to tell us how it's supposed to be. He came from heaven. He had earthly parents, but his origin was beyond his nativity or where he was born or the school that he went to or what people thought about him. He came just like he came, just like we came from heaven and have earthly parents. But don't forget, he came with a mission. He came with a vision to be a man that is also God and God 
that is also man. So in that man called Jesus Christ of Nazareth, remember, the reason we add Nazareth is to tell you that he had a village. Okay, but his village people did not control his life. Amen. His village people are on, were unable to control his destiny. Amen. May that bring freedom to somebody's heart this morning. Amen and amen. And you know, so, but in him, the Lord Yahweh was a man. In him, the fullness of God was a man. And then in the Lord Yahweh, the human being, Jesus Christ, walking the earth, was the Lord Yahweh, was a God. May that give somebody an understanding this morning. Amen and amen. Don't forget, the only way to see who you really are is not to look at how much you have in your bank account. It's not to look at the kind of job that you are doing now. It's not to look at whether you have a car or you use KK. It's not to look at uh, um, whether you have done good or whether you have gone done bad. It's not to look at where you live. It's not to look at what you eat or what you don't eat, what you wear or what you don't wear. It's not to try to belong to anybody. The only way you can see who you really are is to look at Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He was given to us for that sole purpose because in seeing him, we see ourselves. Auntie, brother, sister, no verse. Don't let the small, small dreams that you have define you. Don't let your life be controlled by things you don't understand. Jesus has been made very, very clear to us. And as I told you the other day, remember the story didn't start right there in the Gospels. It began from the Old Testament. Did you remember when the Egyptian, when the Israelites in the wilderness were invaded and beaten by rattlesnakes? And how did God solve the problem? God said to Moses, well, make a replica of that same snake and put it on the pole. And what did he say? Whoever looks again. Whoever looks, but don't forget, the snake was raised up so high so that anyone can see it. When we preach Christ today, we are doing what Moses did. We are raising Christ so high that everyone can see him. And guess what? Whoever looks at him, notice, they were not given strategies to fight the snake. <clears throat> They were not told how to handle the snakes of life. And that's what life has taught many people. You are trying to look for a way to handle the invading problems, the challenges throwing at you. You are looking for strategies. You are looking for means. No, we said no, sir. No, no. Stop fighting and look up and look at Christ. And guess what happened? The Bible says, whoever looked at him lived. Men don't solve problems like that, I hope you know. Men will tell you how to invade the snakes. Maybe you should run faster or maybe you should bury yourself in a, in the sand or, or maybe you should learn how to jump higher, you know, or go and look for anti-snake poison to rob, all those stuff. No, God's solution was as simple as what looking, whoever look it, leave it. The snake there represents the evil of sin, the things that has invaded to destroy human nature. The way to live or to succeed or survive was not to fight the nature. It was to look up and live. So when we preach Christ today, we are doing what Moses did. What Moses did was to 
to typify. And did you remember in the book of John, Jesus himself said the same thing. He said, as Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, so the son of man will be lifted up from the earth. So today, when we proclaim Christ, not that's why we, that's why we don't preach religion we don't preach your sins we don't preach your weaknesses we don't preach your failures no sir because we know that the answer to every problem every challenge is jesus christ is the revelation of christ so when i preach christ consistently i am lifting him up so that everyone who look at shall live it i'm going by the King James translation say whoever looketh liveth so whoever looks shall live praise god amen and amen now notice that the way god solves problems is not as complicated as the way man solves problem however with this foundation this morning i want to move on to uh continue from where i stopped yesterday don't forget the topic of yesterday that I dealt with is to help you remember, is to help you realize that you have the power to create and you have been creating. Unfortunately, we have created good and we have created bad. And we talked about the fact, I know how many testimonies and feedbacks that has come in based on last Sunday's message about worrying because people never understood that worry is negative prayer. You are praying as you're worried. In fact, in worrying, you are more spiritually active than when you're praying because those prayers, you were just saying words. They, they hardly came from your heart. They hardly came from the depth of you. But when you worry, worry, in fact, you know also that even physically, what is not good? So, worry takes your soul, spirit, and body when you do it. That is how people can worry and they get headache. People can be so worried that their body, their, their body will start to digest food that is not in their stomach. It will make sense why we are told not to worry. And I believe if you have been listening to me from Sunday, I trust that this message has brought you to the end of worries ever in your life. I trust. And remember... When I come to say things, I say them not because they sound good. No, I say what I have seen first. I only come to describe what I have seen. Praise God. And as many as received that message last Sunday, there has been tremendous amount of feedback and testimonies. Praise God. Amen and amen. And have you noticed, beloved brothers and sisters, like I have said, that this whole thing is beyond what you are getting. What you get is good. Don't be, don't feel bad for getting something good. No, you deserve the best. You deserve the best relationship. You deserve money. You deserve good life. You deserve good health. Don't let anybody try to malign you or try to voodoo you with those religious mumbo jumbo. No, you deserve the best. You are the best of God. You deserve the best. God know the verse say you have a very good thing. God know the verse say you are, you are happy or you are joyful. It's religious people that do that. Praise God. Amen and amen. And so, but beyond all these things, 
the greatest testimony of it all is the quality of person we are becoming. We are now becoming in the image of our father. Jesus, no the worry. Our papa, no worry. We are becoming like our father. The quality of our lives is being improved because our heart is being freed and transitioned to fit perfectly to what the Lord has already done for us. Praise God. So, my joy, of course, I can enjoy the physical things, but the greatest part of it all is the quality of person that you are becoming. Beloved, don't forget what a man does not have, he cannot give. It doesn't matter how many times he prays a day. If love is not in his heart, he will pray 12 hours a day. When he says amen, he will start to hate the people around him. That's what we have seen in religion. And we thank God for he has made a way for us now. Before my time runs out this morning, let me tell you, and hopefully I talk about this more tomorrow and on Sunday, let me tell you another form that we create. I tell you that we create by worrying. And worrying, of course, you know, is a mental exercise. It's a thought process. So the thought of the persistent thought thought of your heart, especially when they carry, when they carry together the whole of you, your soul, spirit and body is bringing up negative energy. Don't forget, don't forget, don't change, don't forget, I mentioned to them yesterday, we have to change the name of worrying to negative prayer. Maybe that will help you, okay? That will help you. Stop calling it worry, start calling it negative prayer so that when you do it, you know that you are praying ne negatively. I think that will help some people. Okay, now, the other form of creation is words that we speak. The Bible says that with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. First of all, let me put the caveat here. This word can be both spoken and unspoken words. In fact, the ones that you are not speaking at have more potency. Now, we were taught confession before. People had a little bit of understanding. We were taught confession. Why did you confess and it looked like you were confessing right, left was happening? It was because your mouth was saying right, but your heart was at left. Now, the connection is perfect when what you say in your mouth is what is aligned in your spirit. Let me repeat that one more time. The power is more explosive when what you say in your mouth aligns perfectly. In fact, your mouth is only giving expression to the truth and the light that is in your spirit, that is in your mouth, in your mind. Praise God. Praise God. Let me repeat that one more time. It's more explosive before, if you remember, you prayed for a long time. When you finished praying, you went back to fear. You went back to worry. In fact, it was the fear that gave birth to the prayers. Oh, you started to worship God. Why? Because you were afraid. So your heart is somewhere else. Your mind is somewhere else. Your mouth is saying something. Don't forget, that's what Jesus meant when he, when he said, with their mouth, they honor me, but their heart is, is somewhere else. And so watch this now. It's more perfect and much better when what you are saying with your mouth aligns properly. In fact, your mouth, don't forget again, this words can be audible or not audible, but it doesn't matter. They are the same words, right? Okay, so now when your words is giving birth 
to what is in your spirit. Now, whether this is a mental um, conversation you are having with yourself or you are expressing to somebody else or sometimes these words come out from your mouth. Don't forget, words form part of creation. They are they also carry creative power. Now, I'm going to read Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 to 37. Again, the book of Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 to 37. And uh, in case I don't wrap this up, I'll continue from here tomorrow. And this is where Jesus made this connection. Now, the intent, the first intent of this message was where Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees. He was telling them, well, we don't really expect good from you because your heart is evil. Now, listen to what he said. He said, you must determine if a tree is good or rotten. You can recognize good trees by their delicious fruit. Have I said that over and over again? Of course, those who listen to me all the time, you know we have dealt with these issues. Yes, when you see a fruit, when you see a character, when you see a behavior, don't forget it's coming from somewhere. This is why I've learned to overlook the behavior and try to look at where it is coming from. Because if we fix it from the root, then it eventually will be fixed. Praise God. It says, but if you find rotten fruit, you can be certain that the tree is rotten. The fruit defines the tree. But you who are known as the Pharisees are rotten to the core like venomous snakes. How can your words be good? Why did he say this? This is where they told Jesus that, that he had a demon. So Jesus looked at them and said, of course, I know why you're saying that. Because you are rotten on the inside. What is it that rotten them? Who are the Pharisees? The Pharisees are those who believe that they knew God. The Pharisees are those who understood the Old Testament. Don't forget, don't forget, these were religious men. These were, no, these are experts, not just religious men. These were experts in the scriptures. Jesus never used these words for a sinner. But it was the religious people that Jesus told directly, you are rotten to your core like venomous snakes, he said. Now, watch this. He says, but, but let me leave the Pharisees out of this for now. I just want to pull out a truth from here. Now, notice what he says. But he says, the, but if you find, if you find rotten fruit, you can be certain that the tree is, is rotten. The fruit defines the tree. But you who are known, okay, I've read that. So he says, how can your words be good? If you are rotten within, notice this. How can your words be good if you are rotten within? So this is why I don't try to teach you confession without trying to fix what is within you. Because if what is within you is fixed and good, then your mouth will give expression to the good that is within you. Praise God. Amen and amen and amen. Say, how can your words be good? If you are rotten within, for what has been stored up in your hearts will be heard in the overflow of your words. I don't think time would allow me to explain this completely, so I will do it tomorrow. Because it is at the end of this conversation that Jesus says, don't forget, you are going to be condemned by the words that you speak. And you're also going to be justified by the words that you speak. So let me leave it there. I will read it tomorrow. So don't forget, 
Everything we have been doing is to clean up what is going on the inside of you so that your mouth can create. Now, let me give you an example of what I am talking about. That the, And this will also help you to understand why we have to go further than what we've been taught. If we understand what we're saying right, you will start to speak in new tongues. This new tongues is not speaking in tongues, angelic tongues. No, you have new words to describe your life and yourself. You have new ways of saying this. Our language has to be changed. And I think I'm going to do a full, full teaching on this because the words we speak, the general words we speak, we speak are really not good. The way, especially English words. So we have to form new ways of speaking to ourselves. For example, let me say, I'm, I just, because my, this example is in my heart and I'm going to give it because I believe it will help somebody today. So, for example, let's say that you want to, since we've been talking about healthy living and all that stuff. So, let's say that you know that you are not eating right. You know that the way you're eating is not good. You're eating junk and all, all those kind of stuff and you want to stop. Remember before, by your willpower, you will try to stop. But the thing is still in your mind. So after you abstain from some certain things, in a few days you go back to it. That's why I tell people, don't start first. First, move yourself inside. How do you do that? And so if I wake up in the morning and I say to myself, I am so happy. Listen to this again. This is how to get to the end from the beginning, right? And I say to myself, I am... Now, listen, this is why still eating the junk, right? I say to myself, I am... And I hope to explain this one more time. I am so happy that now I am eating the things that I am eating and drinking only the things that are good for my body. I am so happy and so thankful that I no longer have the taste of anything. I no longer eat nor drink anything that is not good for me. I eat only the things that provides my body with the perfect nutrients, with the with vitality, and that maintains and sustains my body perfectly. Beloved, you are creating. Praise God. Notice it has not happened yet, but you are speaking as if it has happened. I will talk more on this. I've gone beyond my time. But what I these same words I give to you now is exactly how. After struggling with coke, after struggling with coffee, after struggling with things that I know I shouldn't be eating for many years, this is how I walked away from them without a single struggle, without struggling for once, without trying to stop. Praise God. Don't worry. Tomorrow, I will talk more on this. Praise God. Amen and amen. So, let me stop here and don't forget today you have been served. You can now go ahead and serve as many as you can. Please have a very wonderful weekend. Shalom.